which is Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, we're going to be today. Because we've been discussing and talking about the importance of the names in the Bible. And knowing Christ is important, and we can know Him better by knowing His names. Last week we talked about Jesus. This week we're going to examine another name, which I think is one of the most remarkable, powerful, incredible things that if you can get this, it changes everything. I would read verses 18 through 25, but I think most of you are familiar with that scripture. Especially if you've had more than one Christmas around church, because this is a very familiar passage. But I want to camp right now, if it's okay, at one particular verse. That verse is verse 23. So if you'll look with me at verse 23 of chapter 1. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Someone say Emmanuel. I heard it from this side. How about this side? Emmanuel. Because I'm telling you, this is a name that if you can get it on your lips and you can understand it in your heart, it'll change your life. Uh, Vody Bachman said something that I think is quite powerful. Everybody loves Jesus as long as we don't define who he actually is. There are people who love Jesus as a great prophet. There are people who love Jesus as a great teacher and even as a good man. But when you really define who Jesus is, a lot of people will stop right there. Because to define Jesus for who he truly is according to scripture will cause people to step back and step away. As a matter of fact, for instance, there are religions all over the world that respects Jesus as a good man, as a good teacher, as a great prophet. But they refuse to see him as Emmanuel. Somebody say Emmanuel. Because I'm telling you, Emmanuel is important. We need to grab a hold of this. So the question is this, how well do you know Jesus? How would you define who he is? Do you have a good concept of what it means that Emmanuel, God with us, David Jeremiah said, one reason we don't love God as much as we should is because we don't know Him as well as we ought to. Learning about His character changes our daily lives. He is well worth knowing because He alone, He alone is worthy of praise. I want to read it again. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son and they shall call His name, what? Emmanuel. Which means God with us. But what does that truly mean? So let's dive into Emmanuel right now and let's look and see what this name actually means when it comes to this person named Jesus that we celebrate, that we claim as our Savior. Let's see what this Emmanuel actually, how it connects. Let's begin with this. Looking at verse 23. You shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Let me break it down real simple. Emmanuel, first thing, write it down. Here it is. Jesus is God. 
I heard two amens. Jesus is God. That's better. But let me tell you something. Those who follow Allah will say Jesus was a great prophet. He really existed. He was a great man. They will not say he was God. They love Jesus up to a point, but their love stops. But according to what I read right here, it makes it very clear that Jesus is God. Now, is it other places in Scripture? Well, I think what's remarkable here is this tells us that God became man and dwelt among us. Do you understand the power of that? John 1.1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word what? Was God. And who is the Word? Jesus. There's another scripture that talks about Jesus being God. Acts 20, 28 declares, God said, it says that God purchased the church by his own blood. God purchased the church by his own blood, not the blood of Jesus. How about that in Acts chapter 20, verse 28? Matthew 1, 23 simply says that, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 equates Jesus as the image, the reflection, the absolute duplication of God himself. Hebrews 1 3 says he is the exact rep- representation of God himself. Jesus is God. Say that with me. Jesus is God. Say it like you believe it. Jesus is God. This is a defining moment in who we are as Christians and all the other religions in the world. See, all these other religions have been founded by a great teacher, by someone who's really moral, who who they say if you'll follow this guy and you'll follow their moral teachings, you will earn your status to actually reach to God. But can I tell you the beauty about what we're reading today, church, and we need to get excited, is that God... He left heaven, was born as Jesus, came as Emmanuel, God with us. God came to us. We don't have to go to him and try to reach some higher standard. He came down to us, ladies and gentlemen. That's the beauty of Emmanuel. The Jews wanted to kill Jesus. Why? Because he claimed to be God. There are a lot of people who will say, well, nowhere in Scripture does Jesus claim to be God. Those are people who don't read Scripture very closely. Because it is throughout Scripture. He is proclaiming He is God. We see at the very first chapter of Matthew, you need to take note of this and circle that because you're going to like a connection here in just a second. Matthew chapter 1 says that God is with us, Emmanuel through Jesus. But I'm only getting started about Jesus being God. You better hold on. So, if Jesus is God with us, and the names reveal who God is, which means that they will reveal who Jesus is even more, why don't we look at some of the names of God? Are y'all ready for this? This is about to, wow, this is good stuff. I just just might get, get excited. In the Old Testament... God is called Elohim. You want to know what Elohim means? Elohim is creator God. 
In the New Testament, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, listen to this. It says that Jesus created all things. Through Him, everything was created, and everything was created for Him. So Elohim God in the Old Testament, we see in Jesus in the New Testament, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Jehovah. Jehovah means I am. And we find that Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. And that's in John chapter 8, verse 58. In the Old Testament, we find Adonai, which says that God is the boss. He is Lord. He is in charge. And if we confess Jesus as what? As Lord, we will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. In the Old Testament, Jehovah Nisi is the Lord is my banner, the Lord is my victory. And we find in the New Testament, John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. He also, in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, God being among us isn't just a babe in a manger. It is God himself. And we can take every attribute we find in the Old Testament about who he is. And it's applied to Jesus. And he is that child. But I'm not done. I'm just getting started. Jehovah Roha. The Lord is our shepherd. You know what Jesus said? What did he say? I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd knows his sheep and the sheep knows him. That is found in John chapter 10 verses 11 and 14. Jehovah Sabah, the Lord of hosts. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, did he not say, I could call 10,000, 12,000 legions before he got there. He said, look, I could call 12,000 legions of angels. My father would give me charge because I've already got the command of them. I, I could call all those hosts of angels to come rescue me, but I will not. See, that ties us to understand that the names of God ties directly to Jesus in the New Testament. El Elon, the God Most High. You know where Jesus is sitting right now? At the right hand of the Father, which is in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Paul writes in Colossians, you'll read in chapter 1, where Jesus is to be the preeminent one, not the prominent among many, but preeminent, meaning above all, God most high, Jesus most high. Thomas answered Jesus at one point and said, My Lord and my God, Jehovah Shalom. Anybody know what Shalom means? Peace. Yes, it does. The Lord is peace. John 14, verse 7 says, My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives you. See, Jesus is peace. El Shaddai, the God Almighty. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus himself, it's in red. You can look it up. Jesus says, I am the Almighty. Jehovah Sidiknu, the Lord is righteous. The word declares in Romans chapter 3 and Romans chapter 5 that we are made righteous through Christ and Christ alone. He has made us, He, he was made to bear sin that we may be made righteous. Through him, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Jehovah Mechadeshkin, the Lord is sanctifier. 
the Lord is holy. Therefore, Jesus sanctified us through his blood. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 12. First Peter says that we are to be holy for God is holy. And that only comes through this child. That we only find called this in Matthew chapter 1. But it means God with us. And the, the thing we got to understand is that Jesus is God. I want you to think about something. The babe in the manger created the mother that had the baby. The babe in the manger created the animals that were in the stall that night. The babe in the manger created the hay that the baby was laying upon. The babe in the manger created the stars that were shining that we assume was there and there were no clouds. The babe in the manger created all those things and yet was right there among us. It's mind-blowing, people, to think about that God himself left heaven and came to earth to be among us. Wow. Second thing we can see about this in verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall be bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated is God with us. Jesus is with us which means God is with us because Jesus is God Philippians chapter 2 Philippians chapter 2 reveals to us this idea that that Jesus left heaven and came to earth don't miss this Philippians chapter 2 It says that Jesus did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped. See, do you understand the word equality? If something is considered equal with God, then it must be God. Jesus did not consider equality with God as something to be grasped, verse 7, but emptied himself taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in the appearance as a man. God is with us. The creator of the universe, the one who said, let there be and there was, came to earth and was and still is. God is with us. Jesus is with us. See, in the Old Testament, what we would see is we see when people would encounter God, it would be terrifying. They would see God in a pillar of a cloud there. The Shekinah glory came into the temple one time and everybody had to bow down. There's a one time where he was like a tornado. He was a fiery furnace uh, in, uh, going up with, with clouds. And, and all these things were terrifying to people and scared them. But do you understand? God came as a baby in a manger. God himself, this isn't some separate entity. This isn't some neat little pretty story that we stick over here and Jesus is this good person. God came to earth as Jesus. Jesus is God. God is with us. Wow. God comes to appear as a man. He came to be near us and to be with us. 
Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2. This is a, a pretty neat thought right here to think about how God says this in Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been redeemed. And the only redemption that you can have in your life is through Jesus. It's not going to be through what you do or what you don't do. It's only through Jesus that you can be redeemed. It doesn't matter where you've been, what your backstory is, what culture you come from, how much money you have, how many, how many years you've been in church. Redemption only comes through Jesus Christ. Verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they, they not, and, and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God. Verse 5, do not fear, for I am with you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is in the Old Testament. How is God being with them in the Old Testament different than right now? How does Jesus make Isaiah chapter 43 any different for us? Because at that point, God was at a distance with them. He would show up, he would do things, and then he would go away. God wants to be with us, not just among us, not just around us, but with us. So the third thing is this, Jesus is with us. See, God with us. It's personal. The Bible does not say, Emmanuel translated means God with all. It says God with us. It's very personal. It implies a relationship, a closeness. Who is he with? I don't want you to miss this in Matthew chapter 28. I told you there's going to be a connection. You, you may want to draw a line on your notes or something. because this is it. Now, Matthew chapter 1 says he, he, he's, his name is Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to begin reading in verse 18 just for the fun of it. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Uh, yeah, you're God, right? We get it now. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you some of the time. Is that what it says? What does it say? Matthew ends with it saying, I am with you. Even to the end of the age. Until the end of time, I will be with you. I am there. Do you understand? Matthew starts laying the groundwork, saying, He shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew ends the whole book, so Jesus declaring, I will be with you even from this point on. Not, I didn't just come physically. I came so that I can be with you spiritually and intentionally and forever within you. 
You see, we get this idea that Christmas is great because of the lights and the stars and, and the snow villages and the presents. I got news for you. Take it all away because what I want is that baby in a manger to be in the hearts of the people in this community, in this nation, in this world. So this world will be changed and He will be glorified. That's what we need is for people to understand that Jesus, when He came, He was Emmanuel, God with us. We don't get it or we wouldn't even be able to sit still because the God of creation came to be with us. Turn to your neighbor and say, God left heaven to come to be with you. Now I want you to Understand the truth behind that. God left heaven because He wanted to be with you. Here's some things, something I want you to know. Know this for sure. To know Jesus is to know God. And to know God is to know Jesus. And to know Jesus is to know God. And to know God is to know Jesus. Preacher, when are you going to stop when you people get it? To know Jesus is to know God. And to know God is to know Jesus. I hear three of you got it now. To know Jesus is to know God. And to know God is to know Jesus. I think you're starting to get it. I'll move on now. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. One of the disciples asked a very great question. He asked in verse 8 of chapter 14, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Show us the Father, and he'll be good. Still in Thomas's life, he separated the two, did not fully understand that who he was talking with created all things, and through him all things were created, and for him all things were created. Phillips asks, show us the Father. And Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. Oh, hold on now. He who has seen me has seen the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his words, works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. I hope somebody was just confused by that. Because Jesus says the Father is in where? In me, in Him. And that He is where? In the Father. Can you even comprehend that? I think it's very complicated. I think it's, it's outside the realm of us actually being able to comprehend it. So I brought an illustration. 
So Jesus says in John chapter 14, he says, I, he said, I have the Father inside of me. So the Son has the Father inside of him. And that's Jesus. And he said, the works that I do, I do because they're birthed out of the Father. But he doesn't stop there to say that the Father is in me. He actually says, not only that, I am in the Father. So here you see Jesus, but now when you look at Jesus, what do you see? You see the Father. You see God himself. That's a pretty good deal. Now, where is the Father? He's on the inside and he's on the outside, right? Jesus is on the inside of the Father. The Father's on the inside of Jesus. And the Father's on the outside of Jesus. That's a pretty cool deal. But what about us? What about me? We are walking around in a world filled with evil and hatred and ugly unkindness we're walking around in a world filled with an evil one who's bound and determined to destroy any plan that God has who am I as a foe to Satan himself me by myself I'm quite vulnerable but do you know what happens if rather than me, I become a son of the Most High God? Let's go back to this illustration. Because, ladies and gentlemen, 2 Corinthians 5.17, write this down because this is good. Jesus says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in who? Christ. So hold on. That means that, hold on, hold on, this this is crazy. So, when we come to know Christ, where does Christ come to dwell? The Son of God, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, He comes to dwell where? Inside of us. So, remember who's inside of Jesus? Who's inside of Jesus? The Father. The Father in Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, comes to dwell inside of me as a son of God. And so that's me, a child. Now on the inside of me, I have Jesus and the Father. But what else did Jesus say? Jesus not only said that the Father is in me, but I am where? In the Father. Hold on. So we are also, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we are in Christ. And if we are in Christ, the Son of God, and we're a child of God, now we got Jesus on the outside, Jesus on the inside, and Jesus said that he is in, in the Father, and now look at me, where am I at? Ladies and gentlemen, God among us means that when the devil looks at you, he's got to get through the Father and the Son just to get to you. And then if he does even get to you, if he opens you up, you know what he's going to find? He's going to find the Father and he's going to find the Son. God himself left heaven to come to earth to be among us so you could have that relationship. Instead of just being exposed and by yourself, you are in Christ. Christ is in you. The Father is in Christ. Christ is in the Father. And you are like this. Why do we hang our heads? We are victorious. God is our banner. Jesus is our banner. God with us. God, Emmanuel. He is our victory. 
what must we do with this? Boils down to this. When I held that card, that envelope up, and it said me, without Jesus in your life, that's the life you're living. You're living a life exposed, open. You can try to do good. You can try to do right. You can try to fix things in your life. Talked with a gentleman just this week who came to my house to install internet. And I got to have a conversation with him. Hot dog. And I asked him that question I mentioned a few weeks ago. If you knew God would answer one prayer in your life, what would that prayer be? And he looked at me and he said, oh, wow, man. That's the way he reacted. Continued peace. And I got to talking to him, and he had lived his life trying to fix everything, trying to do stuff, trying to figure things out on his own. See, in a lot of people today, Live that way. Maybe you're living that way. Maybe you've gotten up, Kyle, and you've gotten out of the chair, and you're standing over here like you were explaining in Sunday school, and you have stepped out of Christ, and it's not that you don't still have a relationship. You just stepped over here, stepped away. But Christ is still there. You want to do it on your own. You want to live your own life. You want to have it your way. What must you do? Confess and live with Jesus as Lord of your life. Because I got some hard truth for you. Philippians chapter 2. We're going to get real up in here. Here it is. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. For this reason also God highly exalted him. And bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Do you know how many people are included in the word every? Would you like to do a Greek study on how many people are included in the word every? Well, let me speed up your study and tell you, you're included, the person to your left is included, the person to your right is included, all your family's included, everybody you saw at the store this week is included, all those people that you yelled at driving down the road this week, they're included. You know that person who is rude to you? They're included. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Whoop, I got ahead of myself. Every knee will bow of, the, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, here's your choice. You can either make that confession now, when it will matter in eternity, or you can make it after you die, when it won't matter except for you're going to say, Yep, you were right, I was wrong, whoops, it's too late. That's the truth. So I come to you today to implore you to confess and live with Jesus as Lord because he is Emmanuel, God with us, God most high, the boss, the Lord of peace, the creator of all things.
is with us. When you look at Jesus, I want you to see something besides just a babe in a manger. I recently heard a story about how there was a, this is real, a real crime wave that had hit an entire area in the community. You know what the crime wave was? Someone was stealing all the baby Jesuses from all of the manger scenes. Can I tell you something? Part of me goes, really? <laughs> but then I get to thinking about this thing, Brian. They picked the most valuable thing in that scene. If you're going to steal something and take it, you better take the thing that's the most valuable. Let me tell you something. God with us, Emmanuel, is the most valuable thing ever in the history of the world. Do you live as if you believe God with us and all of the names and all the attributes of who he is came to dwell in that baby and lived as a man and died on a cross and rose from the grave so that you can have access. And according to the scriptures, we are the holy temple of God and inside of us dwells the Holy Spirit. God is with us. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, no matter where you go, what you do, what you think, he's with us. Wow. Here's your 7-day challenge. I'm not going to mix it up. Read Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 20. Or do a daily devotion every day this next upcoming week. Several people chose to do the devotion with us this last week. Some of you may want to do it this week. We've got paper copies here. Miss Brenda was so nice to hand them out before the service. And, and we've got them around. It's on the YouVersion app. You can find it on there. I will, I, I'm going to put it on Instagram and Facebook later tonight. You can choose to do that, and we'll all do it together. And you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about peace. That peace that only comes through Jesus Christ. But you can choose your own devotion. I just implore you to get into the Word. You will never know Jesus unless you know God. And you'll never know God unless you know Jesus. And you won't know either one of them unless you're in His Word that reveals Him to us. We cannot define Him apart from His Word. Pray with me. Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your Word. We thank you that you are with us. Emmanuel. Let us not separate the baby Jesus from the creator of the universe who valued us so much that he said, I want to be with them, among them, so that I can die for them. And they can have a relationship with me and be restored. Today, you need to understand your value, your worth. God was willing to pay through the death of his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And while we were still a mess and while we were sinners and, and he knew we were meant we would mess up, he died for us. So today, if you do not know Jesus, 
maybe you have played church all your life. Maybe you, you have done stuff in church and you've been around church, but you've never, you've never just surrendered your life to Christ. Would you do that today before what you are doing is you're acknowledging that what God has said is true. That I'm a mess and I need a Savior. And He left heaven and came to earth and took my place and my punishment. You're confessing that God is the only way. So today, with your head bowed, your eyes closed, would you just ask him to forgive you and take over your life? It's as simple as that. Ask him to forgive you and take over your life. And in that, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. For those of us who have known Christ for many, many years, pray there is renewed understanding and a sense of awe and wonder. And when you look at that babe lying in a manger, in some manger scene somewhere, just for a fleeting moment, the reality will hit you. That is God among us. And that changes everything. Father, move upon our hearts and our minds today to change us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.